At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Annie. And I'm Leah. And this is Lactation Business Coaching with Annie and Leah, where we talk about the smart way to create a compassionate and professional private practice. Let's dive in. This podcast is brought to you by the IBCLC Private Practice Essential Toolkit. Use code PODCAST for 10% off at paperlessibclc.com slash toolkit. Hello again, Leah. Hey, Annie. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm always good. good. I'm talking to you. Why would I not be good? It's my favorite time of the week that we get to spend some time together and talk and shop. I love love this. And today I'm super excited because I am sure every working mom has moments um, or I mean, maybe just every working person in the whole entire world of how do I balance all this? How do I not feel like I'm not in balance with my family and my work and my passions and my hobbies and my self-care? Oh my gosh, the list. Are you trying to kill me with this? I know. (laughs) No stress, no stress. (laughs) Oh man, but I am so excited to talk about this because I feel like when we get to share just what we figured out in our own lives, we can really pick up nuances of like, oh, I I might try that in my, so I can't wait to hear more about how we can really structure our time and get that work, life, family balance thing in action, which may just be the magical unicorn that we all believe is out there, but doesn't really exist. <laughs> well, I love unicorns. I've loved unicorns <laughs> since I was like nine. So let's uh, let's look for the unicorn. So yes. before we do that, what is your marketing moment for this week? Yes. So I think one thing that brings a lot of stress when you're a small business owner is you've got like so many facets of your business that could get you overwhelmed really quickly. And when we're talking about marketing, that might mean 
oh my gosh, I have to come up with something constantly new in my marketing plan. Always has to be changing and different for it to be effective. But the truth is doing the same things or resharing a post again it was effective the first time, likelihood is you've got a whole new crop of people out there. If it's been a year later, share that post again. If you're low on time and you remember that you got wonderful feedback from the blog post about you know newborn sleep, then by all means, share that again because in our field, people don't stick stick with us for 20 years. You know, we get them probably a couple of months at best. And so you've got a whole new crowd following you. You've got just a new crop to then share same information with. So to save you some time, don't be afraid to reshare some of your popular posts or things that you think are super valuable for your community that might be following you on social media. And I think it goes the same too for, you know, if you send cookies to doctor's offices every Christmas, you don't have to then send something different every year. Like it's okay to do the same thing. Don't try to reinvent every single year new marketing strategies unless you have the time to look into that. But when you don't, same good standard old stuff usually gets the job done and well. That's great. That's great. <laughs> okay. See, so I already like brought the stress level down. We're not going to freak out as bad now because we have like one thing to tick off our gigantic to-do list. So, oh, Speaking of to-do lists, so what we're going to do this episode is we're going to just give you a peek inside what our life is like, and (laughs) you can see where we are, you know, doing things the way we want to do them and also where we're falling short and areas where we both, we both have places where we feel like we could be doing better for ourselves or for our families or our clients or whatever. And Leah and I both have our private practice and we have kids And so that adds a complicating factor, you know, just because of logistics. But I know that those of you who don't have kids, or maybe your kids are older and have moved on, you know, you can always find things that are going to make your life complicated. So we're going to be talking about how our kids affect things. But I know that you, your life without kids is busy too. Yeah, because you still have family, you still have self care that needs to happen for us to be good Got friends. CLCs. Yeah, you need you have friends, and you need to keep those friendships because they're so powerful for your life satisfaction. So, yeah, there's lots of you know when we talk about kids, you can also say other things in your life that keep you busy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So. Yes. And by all means, Annie, I'm going to throw this out there. Like if you have any pointers when you're listening to, to my day, like share them because I am <laughs> always wanting to grow and learn. And I know that there's never going to be perfection. So that's definitely not what I'm striving for. But I know growth, expansion is always present. So I'm... I'm open to suggestion. Well, same. Here. So, <laughs> yeah. what what does your week look like? What do you What do you do all day? What do oh, you yeah. do all day? Let's kick back and eat bonbons. No, just kidding. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> so, my weeks are pretty busy. I do work in my private practice. Um, full-time. So my practice is definitely a full-time practice. And it's pretty hectic at times because I have a lot of facets to the practice. So it's not just 
home visits or just office visits. So we contract into a pediatric office. So two days a week, I am in a pediatric office from 8 a.m. And and usually I try to leave the PD office if they don't have any like squeeze in cases by like 2.33 because I really try to get home to help with homework and dinner and just navigation of four children after school, (laughs) which can sometimes be controlled chaos. Uh And then um, the three other days during the week, I'm doing a multitude of other things. So either home visits. And when I do home visits, I usually do three a day is kind of my happy place. We also do office visits. So my days that I'm working with private clients, I'm not in the pediatric clinic clients. I might also be doing some office, some home. So there's a mix in there. So you might do both in the same day. You might do a home visit and then see somebody in the office. Yes. And, And the nice thing is the office is close to my home. So it can be it can actually work out convenient. So I might go into Houston and see a client in the morning and then come back close to home and do two office visits. So I have an amazing assistant who really thinks through, she's a wonderful planner and she really thinks through like logistically what would get Leah home the soonest every single day. And it's so, so nice because I know whatever's on there is the best laid out plan. Um, And she'll, we do have online booking. So if somebody books and it's just doesn't make sense for me to go to Houston and then come back to the office and then go back to Houston, she'll just call and rearrange them. And, and that usually isn't a big deal for most, because it's, they're still getting the same day appointment. We just try to rearrange it. Just changing the time. Yeah. Just make it a bit more logistically smart. How do you decide who gets a home visit and who gets an office visit? It is per their request. So it's up to them if they want home or office. We do a lower fee for the office visits. So some people, that is what brings them in. But I would say the majority of my clientele is home visits because, I don't know, I think that's just what the comfort level is for most people is to have have somebody come to their home here for us. And I don't limit it like, I'm only going to do office visits on a day. So I have that flexibility to, to get to them. And so when do you get admin work done, you know, charting and things like that? Yes. That's a wonderful question. So I do block off my Wednesdays in the morning. So this is a time for me to either do business meetings. So I might be meeting with my social media person. I might be meeting with my assistant. I might be making networking contacts. And then I also have time that I might be sitting and you know working on something at home that's business related. Now, to get my charting stuff done, I'm usually doing that part in the visit and then part when I'm home in, and this is, you know, like probably don't do as I do, (laughs) but well, I have older kids. So I think it makes it a little bit easier because they might be working on homework or having some reading time. So we're all together. And while they're doing there, we actually all sit oftentimes around the dining room table and 
they have their stuff out, they're doing, and then I have my notes out and then I can be present with them if they need help with anything. Although they're getting so big, I, I don't understand anything <laughs> to like the stuff they need help with. I'm like, um, <laughs> Khan Academy, tell me how to teach that. <laughs> anyway, but um, I feel like so useless now, but I'm like, I'm here for you, honey. And let's call your big brother and ask him how to do that. <laughs> I, I don't know, but I'm here. I'm here. I'm present. <laughs> so I, I usually spend probably 30 minutes to an hour sometime in the afternoon when I get home, just kind of finishing up any loose ends with my charting. And then I also have another block of time. So three days a week, I wake up at 4.30 in the morning and work out from five to six. But my body in my old age is like, oh, you want to wake up at 4.30? Well, why don't we wake up at 4.30? every single day of your life. (laughs) Like now my body is so programmed just because I do it three days a week. Even on the weekends, I don't sleep in. It's so crazy. So on the other days, I also have like kind of office time, um, quiet time. Everybody else in the house is asleep between five and six. So my coffee and I might finish up any loose ends, answer emails. So I have some designated time, although the evening ones that I'm doing like email responses or you know, finishing up any charting or reports, that kind of thing. It, it's really hit or miss. So that's an area where I'd love to be more structured. But then I'm also love that I have the flexibility to kind of put it where it fits in and, and still, you know, if my kids have some event going on that night, that mm-hmm. yeah, totally be there. Or if they need more help with homework, okay, I set that aside and then I come back to it when the time is right. Or I have these other kind of designated blocks of time that help me if I did, if I did get behind, you know, if Monday night didn't work out, then I know I have Tuesday morning to finish up or Wednesday in mm-hmm. my block time to mm-hmm. finish up. So that's kind of like in an ideal world. And I'll tell you, it's never, it's never perfect. And I'm not working for perfection. I am. How often do you find yourself, how often do you find yourself doing things for work on the weekend? Or how often do you find yourself saying to your kids or your husband, not now I have to finish this up? I would say that has definitely gotten tremendously better in the last probably two years, I think, because I've just learned what my boundaries need to be for you. You can refer back to compassion fatigue episode (laughs) where over time you realize like, oh my gosh, I can't go full throttle forever. So I need to make sure that I'm having good boundaries. So the weekend usually is never for charting or that kind of stuff. Usually on the weekend, if you know, if all the kids are hanging out with their friends and I'm just home, then I have kind of some ongoing projects that I might be working on that I am enjoying doing and, and, you know, want to spend the time doing. Um, I really try my best to, to not pull like client care in over the weekends, you know, so I'm not, I might answer an email if it's something really pressing or something like that for sure. But as far as, you know, finishing up charting and reports, typically not on my weekend time. So kind of gotten that hacked down, I guess. Um, but, you know, again, not perfect and certainly mm-hmm. do on the weekends at time. And, you know, 
With the kids being older and they can wait an extra 15 minutes, sometimes I'll be like, hey, give me 15 minutes and I'm going to come in and and talk to you about that. If it's, Mm -hmm. you know, if I'm just trying to wrap something up and I know, okay, you're not three and you can wait a minute, you know, certainly when they were younger, there was a lot, it was a lot harder because I Mm -hmm. couldn't say, hang on just a minute. If they're like, mommy, I need help in the potty. (laughs) Um, It's not like, honey, you're going to have to wait. Mom has to finish her charting. So it was so much harder back then. So I really just give humongous hugs out to all those IBCLCs out there that are managing smaller children and work because it is really, it is really, or any working mom, really, whether you're an IBCLC or not, I think it's, it's just a really, really hard balance. To yeah. Do. Because we are still in a place where, you know, the, as much as we can have supportive partners, if we have partners and I, I mean, especially those of you that are, have kids and doing this on your own, like wow. just all the love, love, so much you love need it. and, and so I know much your life and... is hard and <laughs> yes. That you know, there are certain things that you know we're going to talk about that we talk about that are possible for Leah and I because you know we have there's another parent in our home and that is like I don't I could I don't can't even I I don't even want to say I don't know how I could do it without him because if I had to I would and I would figure it out and so I'm just gonna just be grateful because I have something and um that's that helps me but yeah I mean we are still as as women we just end up doing more of the emotional labor. And that really hasn't changed. You know, we can have these, you know, enlightened spouses, but you know, there's, there are things where it's just, we, we take care of things and that gets, that is what I have to say, what really weighs me down when I think about, you know, what is going on with my life, the places where I want to throw my hands up in the air and cry. It's just all the extra things that I have to do, the forms that I have to fill out for school stuff. Yes. <laughs> um, every like things like yeah, that, like remembering, remembering when the doctor's like, appointments. Yes. Are. Or, or like, okay, you have a concert for band and you need to have these particular clothes and, you know, making sure they still fit you. And, and just like those little background kind of naggy little ongoing things that, you know, you're kind of solely yes. responsible for when remembering. They tell me, when they tell me their shoes are too tight. And I'm yeah. like, like when you were a toddler, I would just order something on Amazon. It didn't matter. But I'm like, oh, now we have, now to, we have to go get you measured. We and have measured. To go to the, we have to go somewhere. Like, when am I going to do that? Yeah. It's, just, it's, 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 it's really lot. hard. Yes. Yeah. And I think having a partner in the home that is supportive of your business, it does, it does take down the level of stress tremendously. I, I definitely feel like you. I'm very blessed that I have a partner that, you know, helps with meal prep, helps with um, homework and works from home a lot of the time. So can help with school pickups or, you know, after school activities and things. So I feel immensely, uh, but it wasn't always like that. That wasn't until, well, the, the whole working from home aspect wasn't until this year. And it definitely made such a huge difference. I didn't realize how brain taxing it was to like coordinate for people, like who needs to be picked up, who has an aftercare, after school activity, all of that was super intense. So this year has been a little bit different for us and kind of learning new ways to help each other out more and, and being really open with, okay, this is what I need help with. And I think that's something that 
as moms, we tend to think, well, this is our job and we, we want to be all in, you know, of course. And so it's hard sometimes to say, Hey, this is an area that I'm really struggling with. And I want to see if we could brainstorm how we could help in this area with your partner, whoever is, you know, supportive person to you with your family. I think that's super valuable conversation to have, even if it's sometimes hard or doesn't seem like the cultural norm. I think it's super valuable. Yeah, I mean, it's, it was hard for us because, you know, when our older daughter was born, I was in a place where I was ending one career and wasn't sure what I was going to do. So we were kind of just trying you know, just ha- he was m- making all the money. Like that's really what was happening. And I was yeah. home with my daughter and she was a baby and I was still trying to figure out what I wanted to do. And that is how I got into lactation work, but that set the tone for me to be the default parent. And that's yes. why years and years and years, even yes. while, I, and then when, as work, I was able to add that back in and I got past the IBCLC exam when my younger daughter was one, Oh. is when I took the exam. And so that's when I really started incorporating more work in that I was doing where I was actually leaving the house. And I had been doing some writing stuff at home and I was contributing, but that has been the thing that has shocked us the most is that as I've grown my private practice to be a job and a career, all those other things that I can't keep on top of anymore that yes. we're all like constantly shocked. Like I was holding oh. on to so much that I just, it was just, I it just by default and, and it's hard to share that. And then I feel like I'm micromanaging because I had the way that <laughs> I did things, which probably wasn't even the best way to do things. It's and, just what you know. Right. Yeah. And so we definitely have had conflict over that and things have fallen through the cracks. And then I blame myself because yeah, I was supposed to Mom, take care of it. it. Yeah. Right. And then so or, or I blame my husband because he, you know, didn't pick it up the way I needed him to. And then or whatever, but like blame has no place in this. It doesn't I, I really try to not schedule blame of myself or my husband or yeah. anyone else into my day when it, right. it it slows me down. It's inefficient. It's unproductive doesn't help anyone. It doesn't uplift your energy at all. It only is going to weigh you down more. And we're all, most of the time, I would say all of us are doing the best we can in that moment. And it's never, ever going to be perfect. Yeah. And acceptance of that is brutally painful (laughs) and and so liberating too, because it's like... It is what it is. And yeah, and trying to like recognize, okay, I I did not do that as well as I feel like I could. And so maybe think through strategies for next time and then move forward. You know, I mean, you want to learn, learn your lessons. Learn your lessons. But then don't sit in the the aspects of how negative it all can feel. So I told you a little bit about my my crazy weeks, but tell us kind of how you structure yours because you have almost a completely different kind of world, like how you do things is so different because yeah, you have different setup with your family and everything. So tell me about that. Yeah. So we are 
in a really strange situation because we have chosen to homeschool our children. So they are um, ones in middle school and ones in elementary school. We've homeschooled from the very beginning. So they've never gone to school. And I will say this here in New York city, the thought of trying to find a school now for my kids and how much work that is because we have all the options and I'm like, that's enough to keep me homeschooling. I actually really don't have time to research. It's so much work. So so they've always been home. So, you know, they're part of what I, why the decisions I try to make have to do with, I need, I really need to be present with them when I'm with them because I'm their teacher. And as I've gotten more busy with work, my husband has stepped in to do more of the school stuff. So there are things that now he he didn't do before, but my, my other complicating factor is that my husband works in uh, film and television production. So he has a random schedule oh, where wow. he can either be home working in his office, trying to you know do his business, but also he's available to come out and he likes to do things like he'll take them out to the park for an hour when he's home or he'll make lunch or you know do a lot of that stuff when he's on his work from home days. But when he's working, he could be leaving at five o'clock in the morning and not be home till 10 PM. And there's nothing that he can do about that. So wow, that is super challenging. It's, it's, and that has been what has kept me in that default parent role because I can't count on him for school pickups. We can't schedule our class pickups. I just said school because they do do some classes. So I, we call that school, whatever, but the, he will, he's not always there for that kind of thing. So I have to be super, super structured in my day in order to see clients. So on Mondays we have a, is a school day. It's our first day of the week. I've learned from hard, hard experience not to have clients on Mondays because after the weekend where we do a lot of family stuff and a lot of activities and sports and running around and seeing friends, my kids need to just have more space in the day Mm -hmm. to relax. And they need some like quiet time before I do school. So it can't be a day where I'm like, all right, get up, get your math done, get your spelling done. We've got to go. We're going to a class. So Monday is an at home day. I will see clients on Mondays at the end of the day. When my husband is around, I, I will squeeze people in. So oh, if okay. that day, and he often is a lot of shoots don't happen on Mondays. It's a very low, yeah, that makes low sense. likelihood of shooting day. So he will, so that's a great day for him to take over around three. I might go out and see one or two clients. He'll make dinner, but those are all people I'm squeezing in at the last minute. Yeah. I was just about to say, yeah. are those just last minute things? Those are just last like, minute. Cause I can't, I don't know. know I might, I might not know until, until Sunday. And so then Tuesday, my kids go to an all day program in Brooklyn. And so I will, I can see three clients in that day. Often I don't eat lunch. Um, I try to pack stuff to have in my car (laughs) on the run and just plan to be driving all day. That's worked out really well. They enjoy it. It's a great program. It's for homeschoolers. It's very supportive and nurturing. They get a lot out of it. They love it. I can work. I don't have to think about it. I pick them up, come home. I'm done. I do try to, I, I end up having to do some charting after they go to bed, or I'll try to like have my iPad on the counter while I'm making dinner and like yeah. type stuff while that's happening. And then <laughs> yeah. Wednesdays I have a I have a babysitter that takes them for a couple of hours to a class and I can do two clients on Wednesdays. So that's my Queen's Day. I stay closer to home. Okay. Um, and actually because I can stay closer to home, sometimes I can even fit three in if my husband's around to take over 
at when the babysitter's oh, done. When the babysitter's done. Right. Yeah. And she's a, she's more like a tutor. She's more like Mary Poppins. Um, oh. One of my favorite humans on the planet. Oh my gosh. Uh, she takes so really awesome. great care of my kids. They have a, she takes them to a class. She does a lot of like. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward with each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading to the airport, right? Yep, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply she does some homeschool stuff with them. So I feel like, but that's a morning where like, that's where we wake up. And we're like, we have to get school done. She's going to be here at 12. We got to go. Mommy's got clients. I feel really frantic on those mornings. Oh yeah. Not so great. So then we have Thursdays is another day like Monday where that's our, another at home day. We can do school. We can relax. We could like theoretically do a project or go somewhere. It's also a day where if my husband's around, we can do like Monday, I could squeeze somebody in at the end of the day, but I don't have that not a day where I plan to do anything. And then Friday is homeschool day. We have a homeschool co-op all day. And I have really also, again, noticed over, I used to try to work on those days. I'll just, I'll work after a homeschool co-op or I'll have a babysitter, pick them up at homeschool co-op. I'll leave co-op early. And I just found that just did not work for me. I was Mm -hmm. really killing me. And I, I really value the community I have at our homeschool group. So I'm like, I don't work those days. And we, I will, well, you're going to go home from co-op. We're going to, maybe that's a good day to like get a haircut or have a doctor's appointment. And then they have often have sports practices and other things going on on Friday night. So that is a day that's a little bit of self-care, but the nice thing about homeschool co-op is that there's a lot of time during the day where I'm not involved with classes. So those are my marketing days. That's Mm. when I write blog posts. It's when I write 
write things for my mailing list. It's when I catch up on like social media because it's, I don't need to like totally like hone in and focus on it. I can kind of do it here and there. I can chat with people at homeschool club while I do it. So that's, that's my marketing day. And then when I'm writing and I get up really early in the morning, I get up, it's, I get up at six anyway, every morning. I'm like you, my body is like, you just get up at I six. Know, it's so and <laughs> that's when I catch up on emails before the kids wake up around eight on our home. Yes. So then I have to like, when they, so I have that, you know, hour and a half, two hours, depending on when I actually get up or I'm ready to start going. But when I'm writing, everything falls by the wayside and I will fill every moment that I have where I'm not with my kids or working with writing. So I'll write on the weekend. I'll write all day just to get it done. That's when I'm writing a book or doing a big big project. Which you just got done with. And I'm so excited about. (laughs) I know it's a lot. It it gets very tiring. And and I think I have a tendency to try to just squeeze more in, more in, and I try not to. So, you know, I do see... uh, most weeks I'm seeing about five clients a week is my max and okay. still, still to be able to homeschool my kids, which is a job. That um, is amazing. It takes I mean, up time. It's really a, that is a huge feat to get that all accomplished and do f- full-time schooling of your children is, is amazing. And you keep yeah. it together, you know? I don't know if I, <laughs> if I knew what I know about my what business is like or what being in private practice and also, you know, running this other business that I have. I don't like, I don't know if, if I, if the person I am now would have been so cavalier about choosing homeschooling. I was just like, I just want to homeschool. I want to have my kids. I want to be the one that teaches them to read and be with them. And I, I mean, I have loved it. And, but I would say like, as they've gotten older and I've gotten busier, it feels like, it's, it's stressful. It's not. Yeah. And I'm sometimes I just question whether it's the right thing for any of us. And then, you know, we do have a lot of, you know, frequent heart to hearts um, between me and my husband about, is this the right thing, you know, and where we have to kind of reevaluate when things get stressful, like, okay, what are our options? So, because it does add a level, I could, because of where I am in New York city, I could work a lot more if my kid, I could see a lot more clients yeah, you said that. in school. Yeah. You said that that your area stay you stay consistently really busy and referring out because you don't have any places all the time. So I could definitely see where also it would be so tempting to like when you have a pocket, like, okay, I can squeeze one more in. Okay, I can squeeze yeah. one more in. And yeah. I'm really bad about that too. I'm like, so bad about that. I'll have, you know, like, oh well, I really wanted to get home at this time, but you know, I could do that, you know, and then yep. it's, and then the mom's crying and you're like, okay, fine, I'm going to do it because, oh, you know, but it, it is awesome that you have been able to find a way. Cause I feel like one of the things I hear from you is that you do have some really you know, some firm boundaries about some set days. You might have some flexible boundaries on other days, but you have really firm boundaries about certain times. And I think that's one thing that can be very powerful. Like I don't ever do evening visits. I just don't. I yeah, like, I don't. Yeah. I don't do anything really past four or five. You know, I trying to get home before four or five. That's the latest. Most of the time it's earlier than that. But because I, you know, we eat together every night. So I want to be able to make dinner or help the kids make dinner or whatever the situation is that day. 
And, and I feel like for my brain, I need it. I love somebody put it like this. They, they called it white space, mm-hmm. just like undesignated time that, yeah, I might throw in charting or I might throw in reading a book with my kids, or I might jump in the car and let's all go do whatever. But it's just, it's just blank space that I have freedom to do because I think sometimes our nature is, you know, we're running a business and we want to be very structured and scheduled. And so we have everything down to the five minute increment scheduled out and it doesn't leave room for the things that come up in life that you just can't predict for, or the need that just, I mean, maybe you're just having a really, cruddy day and that white space would for that particular day provide you just some breathing space. I mean, you might just literally go sit or do some kind of mm-hmm. self-care. So I have tried to have that kind of be how my evenings are or a bit of white space for me. I mean, I, I do say yeah. you know, I have this set time that I'm going to you know, try to get my charting done. And that's usually before dinner, you know, so I'm trying I don't, I like cannot do things at night. It's so weird. I can't either. My, I'm like, I will fall asleep. I will have the opposite will happen. (laughs) If I try to do things after my kids go to bed, I won't go to sleep. My brain will wake up and then I'll be up late. So I am like, do that. Oh my gosh. I will, I have been known to like try to do charting like after the kids go to bed. My kids go, to bed at 8.30 because they're big now. So everybody goes to bed at 8.30. Do you think, gosh, Leah, that's not that late. But when you wake up at 4.30, that is yeah, late. That's so, so late. <laughs> it is. And so I'll like try to go down and chart. And then my husband will be tapping me on the shoulder like, you're asleep at the desk. Did you want to like, go to bed? bed? <laughs> I'm like, okay, I need to give up on any charting happening after like 6 p.m. because dinner happens and then it always just seems like a bam, 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 you know, different things. But also I have this kind of free space in there to, it just feels nice to know that I have whatever I need will be available to me. And, and I, I really encourage other private practice, you know, to, to yes, schedule your day. Yes. Have your structure. But don't forget about the power of just a little bit of white space in your Absolutely. life. Absolutely, And that, we try to do that in our house, you know, as being two, um, you know, business owners who, you know, my, my husband deals with the, some of the same things I do, which is, you yeah. know, just, there's always something else that could be done for your business and, and the margins can feel really thin. And we, we have tried to, not always successfully, and it's something that we're really working on is, um, that at the end of the day, you know, eating dinner together, we, we do try to do that when we're all home. Um, and then after dinner, so we used to do this thing, which we have actually changed as the kids have gotten older. That used to be after dinner, they would get TV time. They would each watch one show. It was about 40 minutes. And then that was like, I would do a little bit of quick work and then I would put them to bed. And we do like all this reading before bed because we're super into reading. And so we like to do a nice long bedtime thing. And my kids are still young enough that they will let me read to them. Um, But as they've gotten older and also with the way media has changed so much in the last couple of years, there is no such thing as like, you get a show and you get a show. Like they sit down, they're like watching all of a sudden I'm like, 
because if I sit down to work, then I'll look up and be like, oh my gosh, 90 minutes went by. My kids are, <laughs> are watching YouTube videos and right. I, I just got a lot of work done, but oh, that was no yeah. good. And then we just really started noticing how it affected them. Yeah. How just, just the, like the grumpiness and they, they I don't know, like whatever scientific study is going to come out to explain <laughs> why our kids are so bad when we let them watch 90 minutes of YouTube videos so you can get work done. And so we re- recently made a shift where we said, there are no screens during the week. And that was something because they were for me and my husband. They like, it wasn't even for our kids. They were like, really? Oh, I could get some stuff done. Yeah, I know. And now it's like, okay. And we, but we have to replace it with something. Well, what are we going to replace it with? My kids are not old enough where we could do like the kind of co-working thing that you're talking about. Mm, Yeah. Um, which I'm like that, I can see that coming in our future, but, but they're, but what they want is they want us. And I'm like, they want us. So we've got to play. We, I say like, we have to, like, it's this big task. Cause it always, it usually ends up being pretty fun, but like, they want us to play games with them. Yeah. To, you know, my younger one still wants me to read to her or they just want to like hang out and they want to, so that white space that you're talking about my kids, I can see like, I'm, I've been not giving that to them. And so now all of a sudden I've got less hours in the day to get things done. But I'm like, what I've been really shown is like, I can't do that to my kids. Like I can't make my kids pay for me having too much work to do. And so, and then I put them to bed. Usually I'm the one that puts them to bed because we have our reading thing that we do. And then after I put them to bed, that is time to sit on the couch and watch TV or read or whatever. And I just, I don't pick up work unless my husband is at work. And then I'm like, right, I'll work. Cause he's <laughs> but when he's around, we really are like, that's our time to hang out and just chill. Too. Yeah. And I know how important that is. And I know that making that choice to take my kids off the screens because it's bad for them means I'm going to have less time in the day to do things. And it's going to slow me down and make some of the plans that I have and some of the goals that I have for, you know, things that I'm working on are going to take longer to do. And that I have to say that scares me because I like to work. I like to get stuff done, done. but I just, I am feeling really grateful that I, that at least like we, you know, we we've taken the step and we're going to try it. And I'm just going to trust that that's awesome. By choosing my family in this way, my business will be what it is. And that I'm, I, whatever happens with it, I'm going to be happier that it happened this way than whatever could possibly happen. If I, you know, kept on sending my kids off to watch YouTube videos so I could get work done. I think like in the, taking that long view, I mean, that's really powerful. So hard. Yeah, it really, gosh, I, I can totally and hundred percent empathize and stand beside you in the same, same difficult situations and um, definitely see areas in my life as well. I think the older our kids get, um, and this is probably just cultural issues, it's harder and harder because they don't necessarily play, play, you know? So then it's like, well, what do they do to fill with our time? And then I look at us and I'm like, well, what do I do to fill my time? It's typically something with a screen, you know? So, but then I'm asking them, to not do that. And it's so hard to find that balance and definitely have moments where I'm like, okay, I, I need to do both a self-check and a family check on the situation because it is so easy 
for for us to use that as a way because everybody's happy. I mean, nobody's complaining about it. You know, right. so it doesn't seem like an issue until you really step back and see that bigger picture. Another phrase, just kind of moving off of the same topic or same kind of thought process. When I have the the mom that is asking me for a visit and, and I really, I'm feeling so much pressure and I, maybe I have something going on with my kids and it's like almost down to, am I going to do this with my kids or am I going to go help this mom? And, and, and maybe my husband's available so he could go do it with the kids or whatever. He could take my place. But I always think, and again, not perfect. Like there will always be another baby for me to see. Mm-hmm. Until the end of time, because literally, if there are no more babies, it's the end of time. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you know, uh-huh. so until the end of time, there will always be another baby. Always, always, always. But I will never have my Chris, Luke, Ryan, and Drew on this day, at yeah. this age, at this moment. Uh-huh. They will never, ever have this moment again. But I will always have another family that I can help that is waiting for me out there, you know. But this moment, is irreplaceable. So it feels like to me, sometimes that helps me come back to, you know, like I can say no because, because of that, like it just, it's, it's a powerful to me, like, cause sometimes you feel, especially if you've had like a slow time and then now all of a sudden you're busy. So like must see all the people and you have people like beating down your door to see you. And it feels like, okay, I'm just going to go all out. And then next thing you know, you're having the mom guilt and I'm not present and I'm not doing what I should be. And, oh, it just starts, starts piling on. And some, this has been a phrase that's come to me when I'm feeling like that torn, like, should I go see this client or should I take my son to Boy Scouts? You know, like, I don't Uh know, just so hard. And then I'm like, nope, like, I can choose my family and that's okay. That is okay. okay. You know what? It doesn't make you a bad person. (laughs) And you can choose yourself too. And do. Yes. Yes. It doesn't even have to be your family. You can just like literally be selfish and choose yourself. You can say, I'm not going to see you because I don't want to see you. Yeah. I I just don't want to do a consult right now. And you don't have to have a reason for that. You don't have to have any reason at all. Yeah. And I will also say just another little thought to think of. So I started out my, as an adult careers in sales and I had a really great sales like mentor when I was just starting out in medical sales. And, and he would, he would tell me, he, he'd be, you know, check in with me, like, how are you feeling? How, how are things going for you? Da, da, da. And if I had any, like, oh, I'm just feeling like super overwhelmed or weighed down. He's like, don't go client calls today. You need to stay in, do paperwork. He's like, because you're not going to give your best. You're not going to make the sale if you are feeling like that. Like that's not going to get your job done as the best of your ability. And I think that's the same thing. If we're feeling tons of mom guilt and we're overwhelmed and we haven't taken care of ourselves, but then we push to do that one more visit, is that family really getting the best yeah. the best care that they could possibly get? Could we, I mean, not that we're going to do anything neglectful, but are we able to be fully present? Are we able to give them our best work when we're in that situation? And if the answer is no, then maybe it's better that they got care with someone who is fresh or on a different day when you are feeling um, more 
revived and ready to take on. And it's something to really think about. And I always have held that with me, um, you know, coming from that sales aspect, like do not do sales calls on your worst day. You will, it will be a waste of your time. (laughs) You know, you're not going to get it. And it's the same. I think you could apply that to any career really. It's like, don't do the peak hardest part of your job when you're feeling or you're having a hard time in other areas. You know, we can we can manage that a little bit and be thoughtful of yeah. when we're squeezing things in. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, Man. you want this to be, is this a job? I mean, is this is this about what's today or is it about a bigger picture of how can I keep right. doing, you know, just like we tell our clients, what are your goals? So don't triple feed if your goal is to stop yeah. breastfeeding, right? And don't, and, right. and also when we give people these hard plans to do like triple feeding, we always tell them this is for now, but we're, we're hoping that you, I say, we're hope, I'm trying to get you graduated from this hard thing that right. you're doing right now. So don't, what you don't want to be doing is if you find yourself in a rabbit hole where it's always hard every day, you're just struggling, take a step back and say, what needs to go? What of this needs to go? Yeah. And, yeah, and, and really otherwise you're not going to have a, you're not going to have a career. You're going to have a job that you do until you're done and you're going to be done a lot sooner than you want it to be. And then you're going to be looking for something else to do. And that, is that good? No, is, is losing one client and that income from that one client, is that what's going to keep you going or is taking those three hours to recharge going to keep you going? Right. Right. And I think it's so powerful to step back and look. And I think as small business owners, there's this added weight of like, I have to keep this business running. I have to keep this business running, you know, and, and the whole world won't fall apart. If you needed to take a self-care day, your business will keep going. Clients will keep coming. You can see back to our Goldilocks episode of, is it too busy or too slow (laughs) to manage some of those feelings? But man, it, it is really this work-life balance is, is definitely a challenging area, I think, in any career. I think we get a, a secondary label le- level of challenge because we do such you know deeply passionate and empathetic type work. So it's just an added layer of draining. And I think we need to be so aware of where we are because all of us are going to have a bigger impact the the longer we are out here doing the good work we're doing and the more effective we can be in the work that we are doing. So volume, higher, more clients, busier time isn't always going to produce our best work. And being really honest with yourself about that, I think, is another way that we can find good balance. So Annie, as we wrap up this, this powerful talk these lessons that we're all kind of walking through together. I know you have a lesson, a tech tip for us today that can always help our lives be more balanced and more efficient. Yeah, I do. And I really like to have things automated. So that's something that I am always looking for ways that I can get my systems to do things when I don't have to do them. So I use Acuity to do my online scheduling and Acuity has a feature where you can have them send a, an email immediately after a visitor within a day. And I have this, it's set up so that I have this whole collection of postpartum resources that are applicable, whether or not you're breastfeeding. So so it's not just like it has nothing to do with breastfeeding, but it's, it's things like parenting tips. And I have this great article about 
using apps and to track things and why that maybe you shouldn't do that, you know? So like things like that, like the uh, infant development resources, and I've got the um, post-birth warning signs written out in that email. And I've got links to uh, resources for postpartum depression and anxiety um, just in there and local resources. And so I have Acuity send that out to all of my clients after I see them once. So after the first visit, 24 hours later, they get that email. And so the nice- And what is this email titled? I'm curious, like how do you present it it to them? It says, great to meet you yesterday. Oh, okay. So not necessarily your care, like it doesn't come separate from any- totally separate from the care plan. It says, great to meet you yesterday. And then I have it, it says- I really enjoyed our time together yesterday. Here's how you could, if you haven't scheduled a follow-up yet, here's how you can do it. You know, take a look, make sure you get your care. Let me know if you didn't get your care plan. And it all sounds like I wrote it just to you, but I didn't. I wrote it. It says that, but I make it very friendly and conversational. And then you can do with Acuity, you can set, you can move your, have different follow-ups for, you know, different types of visits. So, yes. um, So then if you've seen me a second time, you know, I'll say something different, but that I feel like, it covers some bases that I'm like, I just like always need all my clients to know these things. And then yes. I just like I set it up. Awesome. Now they know it. I, I, I literally don't have to think about it at all. I so love that, that mental tip. space. Yes. And you know, we use Acuity as well. And I do send out a follow-up email as well at the 24-hour period. And it's, but I don't have all these resources in there. And I'm thinking, wow, that would be so awesome to maybe have some of the local support groups listed. Some, we have a lot of local postpartum support groups that aren't related to feeding, but like to prevent, you know, postpartum depression and anxiety and those kind of things. And I think that is just such an amazing gift that you're giving to your clients. They didn't even know they're going to get like another layer of awesome Annie after that. So, (laughs) wow, what an amazing tip that that is. And I'm definitely, as always, Annie, learned something else and going to be using that. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for sharing that. Well, I hope everyone today got a little bit of information on how you might be able to structure your life and and find some balance and what feels right for your family and yourself. And I hope that we all walk away feeling a little less stressed and frantic from this conversation because it definitely is such a hard one to deal with sometimes. A hundred percent. I know. And I'm just really glad that we had this conversation and you know, got to hear a little bit about what you're doing. And we would love to hear what you guys are doing. And um, even if you're like, have an idea of how you can solve one of me or Leah's problems, like totally let us know. Yes. (laughs) Send me. Believer in that we, that that's a great way that we help each other. That sometimes just saying what you're having trouble with, you might not get an answer from somebody, but you might find the own answer your own answer just in the way you ask the question. So please um, check our, the show notes for links to where you can find us on Facebook and start conversations um, and interact with us uh, because we really want to hear with you. But more importantly, we want to get you guys talking with each other and that's where the magic happens. Yeah. A hundred percent totally value all the 
experiences that all of you have had as well and would love to continue to grow and learn from those as well. So it's been so great talking to you, Annie. Thank you for being so honest and open. And, and same and, to you, Leah. Yes, it's so hard sometimes to talk about these things. And I feel like it's it's just so powerful for us to give voice to sometimes these hard situations that we find ourselves in. So thank you for your time today, Annie. And I can't I can't wait for our next our next episode. So I will talk to you again soon. You too. And wishing you lots of white space. This Yay. Ah, oh, deep breath. Empty time. <laughs> Take yes, care, Leah. Thank you. Thanks. Bye. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share it with a friend and leave us a review. Be sure to hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.